Welcome to Water Chat, the Global Water Forum podcast, bringing you and your ears today's freshest water insights. Follow along at www.globalwaterforum.org. Hello and welcome to uh, Q&A. I'm joined today by Joyce Kimotai to discuss water security and development in Kenya. Joyce Kimotai works for the African Climate and Development Initiative in Cape Town, South, South Africa. Previously, she worked with the Climate Services Division of Kenya Meteorological Department. Joyce Kimotai is also a lead author of the IPCC Special Report on Climate Change and Land, Chapter 3 on Desertification. Uh, Joyce, welcome to, very welcome to this program. Thank you so much. How are you doing? I'm doing okay, thank you. Thanks. Uh, <clears throat> so, what is the relationship between water security and uh, development in Kenya? Uh, um, so, uh, water security is a crucial factor for the development of the Kenyan economy. So, uh, but just starting to point out one of the major relationships that we have with water in Kenya is on electricity, that is on hydropower generation. So um, more than 50% of uh, electricity in Kenya comes from hydropower generation. So these are major source of uh, power for electricity, which goes to uh, powering industries, lighting homes, and all other uses of electricity in the country. So that gives a very strong linkage of water and development in Kenya, and in this case, the water security. And um, one of the reports that was released uh, recently points out that um, about 5% of national product is lost annually due to inadequate uh, water and sewerage provision. So if governments are not in a pos position to uh, adequately provide the services uh, of uh, access to water for drinking or sanitation or for industrial use, we find that we're losing close to 5% of the national product annually. Uh, another strong uh, linkage to uh, development, uh, which uh, is anchored on water security, is on the health sector. So we find that uh, in most sub-Saharan African countries, which Kenya is included, most of um it's an estimated an estimated uh 80% of all diseases are water related or like waterborne diseases which uh results in a huge healthcare bill which could actually be improved by provision of quality water services yeah so that becomes an an entrance to development of uh, these nations in sub-Saharan Africa or in Kenya in particular. How, how do you usually uh, measure and examine water security? Uh, 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 the metrics, oh, uh, yeah, also how we can um, try to measure water security is by looking at how water is accessible for drinking and also for basic sanitation and for industrial use. So th those are the three main uh, metrics that we use to assess and to measure water security in Kenya. Because we find oh. that 
we found that overall, like 57% of households use water sources which are considered to be safe. So, so, so when we talk about, about um, sustainable access to water, we're looking at how, uh, what percentage of the urban sector is, access, is, is able to access water, uh, water which is safe for drinking and water that is used for basic sanitation. Because also in uh, in urban centers in sub-Saharan Africa, we find that like um, quite an, a good percentage are uh, informal settlements. So these are people that so these are like some sort of urban poor, which live in a very uh, not a very good condition in terms of uh, so 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 they, so they don't have like a proper access to water for drinking and for water for sanitation. How how useful do you see uh, existing water, weather tools to forecast events and to plan water infrastructure? Oh yeah, so so um, how I see what I uh, tools being useful is uh, for early preparedness. So for this case, uh, we issue um, early warning. Uh, we issue advisories to the government to prepare in advance. So when we are predicting, for example, a flood event or a drought event, so that information will help the government to prepare in advance for what comes with that forecast. So for example, if we expect a flood, we expect the government, so we give advisories and we expect the government to do, to put in measures like water harvesting, to construct uh, like storm drainage systems and maybe to open up like the clogged drainage systems in the city to just avoid um, flooding or piling of flood waters. And uh, when we expect like a, a drought, so the gov- we expect the government to put measures in place like to, to, to prepare early enough for that. So especially communities uh, or regions that we expect to be hit hard by the drought, we expect the government to put measures in place like uh, put uh, the uh the harvest the water harvesting uh systems in place just to prepare for that extremity or that eventuality of the of the forecast. And also we try to advise the health sector by making sure that they plan for uh water bone diseases that would result uh especially from flood events. So because we you can you you, you could f- you could find that uh, during flood events, so you find that this flooding on flood plains or on cities or on farmlands, and there are chances of um, increasing waterborne diseases like malaria, like cholera, like typhoid. So uh, it becomes a good um, advisory for the health sector to equip themselves with the drugs and to expect uh, to be ready for any kind of diseases that may arise from the forecast that we do. Well, what are the main uh, stressors for water security in Kenya, and how do they how do they vary in different parts of Kenya? Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so, um, if I took off, uh, if, if we look at in uh, water stresses, so we could categorize them into uh, institutional stressors, and then we could we have the climate stresses. So for the climate, so, so uh, 
I would very, I would talk with a lot of command and authority on climate stressors because that is where my research has heavily focused on. But of course, I could mention on institutional stressors, which are still um, a big factor. So if you look at uh, institutional stressors, it could be things like old infrastructure, like the infrastructure is quite old. And then we have the inadequate management and maintenance of existing infrastructure. And then there are issues to do with insuffi insufficient sustainability. So you find that the, what, the, the infrastructure is not sustainable. And then when you come to the climate stressors, you find that there are droughts and flood events. And these stressors, uh, because we depend, we depend heavily on rain-fed, say, agriculture, or rain-fed, uh, or or, um, or rain-fed dams for our water generation. Oh, sorry, for our electric power generation. So you find that the climate stresses. So when we have a drought, you could really feel that kind of a stress in the economy in the sense of. The water deficit is high and you find that we don't, um, there's, there's a bit of strain on generation of power and, uh, and other uses of water. And what we normally do as um, the Kenya Med Department or um, the forecasting community is we try to advise the government to either diversify on sources of water for for drinking, for sanitation, and for industrial use, like even uh, getting water from the Indian Ocean or trying to desalinize water for for use for for in case of any eventuality of a drought, like for example the drought that happened in Cape Town, South Africa, it's it it was so adverse in a way that people are expecting a day zero where. Uh, families were running, so households were running out of water. There wasn't any water to be used. But you could see that at the same time, there is actually um, an ocean which they could utilize by just desalinizing water and supplying to the city, which could meet the demands of the city. So we try also to give such an advisor and say, with climate change and the way things are changing right now, we could try to be to look for sustainable ways of... Um, uh, making a water secure environment or make, make water secure uh, economy. Has Kenya become uh, more water secure over time? And uh, if 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 so, uh, how did they get there? What did they do? Um, so in the past uh, couple of years, say five years or so, um, Kenya has really put enough a lot of effort in trying to become water secure and I think the condition has quite improved for now and one of the things that they tried to put in place is to channel funds into water and sanitation projects so they have a lot of projects running in the country which include like a collection so there's a there's a for example if I can mention a few there's a collection tunnel in the northern region of the country which is very drought drought prone area which um could increase the chance of uh so increase the supply of water for residents and then there is a uh, they've connected they've increased the pipeline uh water project so they've increased um 
uh, the network of water in many regions, especially the rural areas. So you find that at least this, uh, in most regions uh, in rural areas, they've been quite improvement in uh, water security. And then, and then the government has also mapped, uh, they've mapped drought-prone counties in the country. So, uh, so, so counties that are, are, are associated or have been um, considered to be hit hard by droughts, the government has tried to repair boreholes in those regions. So they've drilled new boreholes and they've repaired boreholes. They've re rehabilitated uh, extensive water supply pipelines in those regions as well. And then they've supplied them with uh, water tanks, especially to the communities which are more vulnerable, which in, they can use, they can store water during rainy seasons and they can use the same water during uh, dry seasons. And then uh, uh, Kenya has also um, initiated programs with the Kenya Water Institute just to sharpen skills, to, to increase the technical know-how of uh, uh, staff members and then to sharpen their skills and perceptions uh, that are necessary in progressing services to do with water provision. Uh, with... We seem in many parts of the world that there is a growing, you know, growing urbanization and also a growing conflict between urban and rural water issues. Do you see this uh, in Kenya? Can you comment on that a little bit? Yeah, yeah, I see that in Kenya because uh, um, so uh, just like any other sub-Saharan or African country, there is uh, a huge urbanization so you see a very huge migration of people from the rural to the urban areas and you find that in most cases um, those kind of projections the government haven't put measures in place to address that or to cater for that uh, sort of movement or increase in population in urban in urban centers so you find that there's a lot of strain on the available resources, on the available infrastructure that is in place, because there is a, just like a drastic shift in population in the urban in the urban cities. So you find that most people who come from the the rurals and they are they have not like put um, they, they they haven't like they they are, they are not they are they don't have enough resources to to put up in a nice uh, suburban area where structures are in place. So they end up going to the informal settlements in the city where they end up actually overstraining the resources that are already not quite available in those regions. Kenya is also famous for its uh, decentralized water management. Uh, uh, what is the institutional structure which connects the, the central governments water security vision with the provincial government level and river basin level? Uh, okay, so in Kenya we have uh, uh, two um, structures of government. So we have the national government and we have the county government. So in the national government, in the water sector, we have the Minister of Water and Irrigation, and then we have the Water Regulation and Management Authority, and then we have the Water Security Regulatory Board, all these three bodies are on the national level and what they do is they do the policy formulations and they also give regulations. 
So when you go to the county level, which is is more to the regional and the local, you find um, bodies like the catchment area advisory committees, which work on the very localized and regional uh, domain. Then we have the water resource boards. Uh, then we have the water resource user associations. So these look at the water resource management in uh, in different locations of the country. And then we have the water service providers. So these are people that provide water at a very regional and a localized uh, setting. And for them, so what they do is they now like, so they are more of service provision. So it's not like the government institution, the government, um, the national, um, of the national bodies, the frameworks, which do more of the police formulation and regulation. So in the local level, they do the service provision. Africa uh, is in desperate need of water infra infrastructure, many people say. Uh, from your perspective, uh, in, in what way can foreign investment, such as that provided by China, how can that contribute to growth and poverty reduction in Kenya and other places in Africa? Yeah, of course, the main the main thing that foreign investment can do to to help uh, elevate and improve water security is by improving water infrastructure. I think that's the main thing. So this will go into it will go into rehabilitation and expansion of water and sanitation infrastructure, which are already in existence. So they could build new water, uh, improve, they could build um, new infrastructure or just rehabilitate the existing ones. I think for me, that's the main thing that the donors can do. But also I would, I would think that uh, if we, if, African governments or Kenyan government can be able to channel their resources well and do their planning well, they're actually able to meet the, their water security needs. But of course, uh, foreign funding or foreign investment can help improve what they already have in place. So uh, in Kenya, do you see that there is a more need to build dams? Uh, for so for a very personal opinion because I'm talking from a very climate uh, change uh, side of perspective I don't see dams as a sustainable way of um, uh, getting a water secure future because it comes with a lot of adverse effects on the environment but um, these are measures that the government are trying to put in place now to try to store dam, to store water, to try to have more electro power generating um, plants. Uh, but to a very, to my very personal opinion, I wouldn't see dams as a sustainable way of um, uh, of improving water security in any place. Okay, uh, uh, this was a true privilege to have you on this program, uh, Joyce Kibatai. Thank you very much. Thank you. You've been listening to Water Chat. If you would like to know more about anything discussed on today's program, you can find us at globalwaterforum.org. You can also catch us on social media. Our Twitter handle is at GWF Water 
and Facebook, we can be found at facebook.com forward slash global water forum. Thanks so much for tuning in. We look forward to catching you next time.